Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the worlds, she walks into mine. Today we'll be talking about a non-sci-fi film. We can consider this sci-fi graveyard outside the cemetery. We are discussing this film in honor of my grandmother. My grandmother recently passed away due to complications of COVID-19 within a few days ago. Uh, the reason I chose this movie was because I have a fond memory of watching this film with my grandma one night at her house on Turner Classic Movies. I remember sitting on her couch while she sat in her favorite chair right in front of the TV because her, her vision wasn't the best. It was an awesome memory, and honestly... I don't know what her favorite movie was, but I do know she loved classic movies. Uh, I do know that she loved this movie as well. And so it was a, it was a really fun memory that I, I watched Casablanca for the first time with my mom. My mom actually gets her taste in movies from my grandma. Well, outside of my mom's taste in horror, but my mom likes a lot of old classic movies and she gets that from my grandma as well. Um, my grandma's also the reason I love things like Perry Mason and I love the show Murder, She Wrote, because that's the kind of stuff that my grandmother was into, aside from, you know, the Golden Girls and Empty Nest and stuff like that in the 80s and 90s. Uh, but she, a lot of, she when she wasn't watching the news, she was watching AMC and TCM uh, to watch something from back in the day. So tonight we're going to discuss the movie Casablanca in honor of my grandmother. Just in case no one knew this, Casablanca is actually a real place for those who don't know. It is a port city on the commercial hub. Oh, it's a port city and commercial hub, sorry, in Western Morocco, fronting the Atlantic Ocean. The city's French colonial legacy is seen in its downtown architecture. And as you watch the movie, you could tell that the, in the, the time that the movie was shot, it was a French territory. Casablanca stars hum Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, and Paul Henry. It was written by Julius J. Epstein, Philip G. Epstein, and Howard Koch. Uh, this was based on a play written by Murray Burnett and Joan Allison. Uh, Casablanca, according to AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies, Casablanca ranks number two, just behind Citizen Kane. And the song that was kind of the motif of the whole film, As Time Goes By, which was written by Herman Hupfield in 1931 and performed in the movie by Dooley Wilson. In this film is ranked number two in AFI's 100 Years, 100 Songs, coming in second only to Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. Um, skip down here because uh, talk more a little bit about Dooley Wilson. Dooley Wilson played Sam the pianist. He was actually a drummer who faked playing the piano. Uh, since the music was being recorded at the same time, the piano playing was a recording of a performance by Jean Vincent Plummer, who was playing behind a curtain, and that 
was positioned so Dooley could watch and copy the performer's hand movements. So that's why it looked like he was really playing and all the, because they weren't really hiding his hands in any of the scenes. Uh, interesting facts about Casablanca, some more stuff. The, re the release of Casablanca was rushed because of real life world events. Originally, the film was slated to be released in early 1943, but the film premiered at the Hollywood Theater in New York City on November 26th of 1942. This was uh, due to publicity. Uh, the publicity people of Warner Brothers moved it forward to coincide with the Allied invasion of North Africa and the capture of Casablanca. Uh, the film was then given a wide release in 1943, and that was also to coincide with, um, and I had this and I do apologize. It was, to do, it was released in due to a um, meeting that took place between some of the allies. I'd have to look it up again. I do apologize. <clears throat> well, fun. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, the film looks exotic, as you notice, a lot of the locations. However, Warner, the movie was shot on Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, California, except for one scene that was shot at the Van Nuys Airport in Los Angeles, was, which was one of the airplane scenes at the beginning of the movie. Uh, one of the most interesting thing is many of the actors who played Nazis were in fact German Jews who had escaped Nazi Germany. Uh, the chess game Rick plays at the beginning was a real game played that uh, was a real game being played between Bogart and a friend of his by mail during filming. While the film isn't the first overtly anti-Nazi film, Warner Brothers was the first Hollywood studio to be so open about its opposition to the Nazi regime and the first to prohibit its films to be distributed in Nazi-controlled territories. Uh, the film was considered and allowed to compete for Oscars in 1943 because its wide release was in 1943. It was nominated for eight Academy Awards, which it won three, Outstanding Motion Picture, Best Director, and Best Writing for a Screenplay. Some in interesting music about, uh, interesting trivia about the movie within itself and story-wise, Rick's reason for not being able to return to the United States was never established. It was just that he cannot return. And one of the most often misquoted lines from this movie is people often say, play it again, Sam. That's not an actual line. It kind of falls in that elementary, my dear Watson, or beam me up, Scotty. It's things that were never said in the film. Uh, the scene actually goes, you know what I want to hear? And Sam goes, no, I don't. Rick says, you played it for her. You can play it for me. Sam says, well, I don't think I can remember. And Rick follows it up with, she can stand it. I can play it. And then that's when he plays the song. Uh, this movie was also one of the scenes featured on the Great Movie Ride in Hollywood Studios, which is in Orlando, Florida. However, that ride has since shut its doors, which breaks my heart because it was my favorite attraction at Hollywood Studios. And there are some different cuts of the film. Uh, there's an Irish cut and a German cut. On March 19, 1943, the film was banned in Ireland for infringing on the emergency powers order preserving wartime neutrality by portraying Viking France and Nazi Germany in a sinister light. 
It was passed with cuts on June 15, 1945, shortly after the EPO was lifted. The cuts were made to dialogue between Rick and Ilsa referring to their love affair. A version with only one scene was cut and passed on July 16th of 1974. Uh, inquired about showing the film on TV. It still required a dialogue cut to Ilsa expressing her love for Wick. Uh, there's a heavily edited version of Casablanca that was released in West Germany in 1952. All scenes with Nazis were removed, along with most references to World War II. Important plot points were altered when the dialogue was dubbed into German. Victor Laszlo was no longer a resistance fighter who escaped from a Nazi concentration camp. Instead, he became a Norwegian atomic physicist who was being pursued by Interpol after he broke out of jail. Uh, the Western German version was 25 minutes shorter. So the movie was already only an hour and 42 minutes. So minus 25 minutes from that. Then the original cut, a German version of Casablanca with the original plot was not released until 1975. Uh, and I found the information that I was alluding to earlier. The film went into a wide release, like I said, in 1943, January 23rd to be exact. This was to coincide with the Casablanca conference, a high level meeting between Winston Churchill and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, actually in Casablanca. So there's some interesting trivia. There's actually a lot more stuff about this film trivia wise. And I just already had a page and a half and I could have literally gone on and on and talked about the movie because this is considered one of the greatest cinematic movies of all time. And I think that honestly, this early in the discussing it, I'm going to say it's justified. Um, but everyone, let's start our thoughts on the film and what we and we can discuss from there. So I'll let Brandy go first because she's the newbie and tell us what you thought of Casablanca. Well, gee, thanks. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I had never seen it before. So it was very, um, it was on my to watch list, but it was not very high up there. Um, it was good. I I liked the. Actually, I want to say this. I found it rather comical, and very, I guess, of the time appropriate. That the character um, Sam was. I don't know, kind of the yes sir no sir kind of like the servant type role and the fact that he was the only african-american character or actor in the whole movie that i saw and that's the yeah, role actually that he gave him yeah pretty much token black guy really yeah not the very very much of his time but i did like how even though he was subserv like i say subservient with air quotes to Rick, Rick did treat him pretty well. Absolutely. Uh, he didn't downgrade him. He apparently paid him pretty well when he was talking to uh, the other businessman and arranged for him to get a higher pay salary. Right. So it's like he was part token, but he wasn't overtly treated by Rick to be like the token. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, to me, this movie was like very simple in a way. Anyway, like very simple premise where it's just, hey, these people are running from the law, and then, hey, they, he just happens to know the chick, so they're trying to get out of the country, and they knew that, and she knew that that's the only way that they would be able to get out. Really, and that was pretty much how the movie was the whole time. Yeah, the the interesting thing about this is they passed this the screenplay by its original title, which I don't have that information in front of me. I'm just going off memory to, to like, they passed that around to see what like film, like people thought and people thought there was too much dialogue in this movie. Didn't have enough sex. Not, no one really recognized that it was Casablanca that they were reading the script to. So <laughs> it's just, it's really interesting. Made me think what we we're all saying. Well, made me think of that. Well, I think they kind of do that. And nowadays, too, with certain movies where they end up having you uh, read lines for certain other movies, and then they're like, oh, yeah, it's for like an MC, uh, MCU movie or some shit. So I think they still do that to a certain extent now, just probably not as much. Same with but, TV shows. I think they do that with some TV shows, too. They do. And this was like, I think, an experiment that they did, and that's why they did it. Um, did you have any other thoughts, more thoughts on the? The movie, Brandy? Well, I also thought it was funny how at the beginning when they first show the cafe or Rick's cafe and whatnot, the fact that everybody seemed to be doing some kind of, you know, like shady deal, but it was almost like nobody could hear what was going on at this table or at this table. And you know, most of that kind of stuff is done where nobody else can hear what's going on, and it just seems to be flowing throughout the entire cafe. It was uh, with Rick's, yeah, because they even the the captain says they know all the shady stuff that goes on there, mm-hmm. but because he he knows they know it goes on, but like since Rick doesn't do it himself, they let him stay open, right? Because they were still part of French, but they were supposed to be indi- like independent. Like they weren't when France fell to Germany. Casablanca wasn't under German control. Yeah, it was technically like super neutral. They were. Like- yeah, they were neutral. They were yeah. supposed to be neutral, but then, then the the ger- the Nazis show up and start kind of throwing their weight around and stuff like that. I actually really in, um, enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I have fond memories watching it with my grandmother. Um, it was real hard to watch again just because thinking about my grandma. And so that's one reason it took me so long to watch it. But it, I thought it, you know, pace-wise it moved pretty well. I mean, it is a dialogue-heavy movie. But I think without the di- – don't, I think it needed every bit of its dialogue. I don't think anything was really wasted in this movie. Um, everything had a purpose to set up the further the story – between Rick, Elsa, you know, and ever and all the characters. Um, Josh Kern talked about what he thought. Jeremy, what did you think of the movie? Well, it was from my perspective. The first thing that I noticed, and I mentioned it to Elaine, she didn't watch it, but I did, um, obviously. But the first thing I noticed is, you know, Humphrey Bogart, I think, died in 1957, and he died of his um, throat cancer. And I can see why, because throughout this entire movie, he smoked or drank. I mean, it was like in every scene he was smoking. 
and then every candy had a drink in his hand. So it wouldn't uh, shock me if those weren't real cigarettes, too. Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah, but sure. you know, that's also cigarette. the yeah. sign of the time, too, because back then it was like a it was common, yeah. you know, for everybody to yeah. do. Yeah, I think it was like that was when smoking was in its high time, really. Kind of, oh, I mean, it was still like kind of huge in the like. 60s, 70s, blah, blah, blah. But that was when it was like hitting its heyday where everyone's like, hey, do you want one? Yeah. I don't, they, I don't think they were filtered either. No. No. Oh, yeah. No, when they showed the back of them, there was like no filter. So there was nothing stopping that that yeah. emphysema. So watching that, uh, that was <laughs> that's the first thing I noticed. But uh, the second one was that the fact that this was is such a uh, you know you mentioned it at the beginning that it's number two on the list of best movies behind Citizen Kane yeah I wouldn't I, I don't know if I would agree that it's the second best movie ever made I think maybe in the grand scheme of things because it was made in 1943 it basically um, was the start for what has come later. So, you know, in the grand scheme, you know, it's just like, you know, greatest basketball players ever. Right. And they always say ones back years ago where, you know, or they, for, you know, and that's take that back. They tend to forget in other places, like the, the best, you know, basketball being an example, they always say George was the best ever, but they don't talk about the ones that we're starting. I think this is the opposite movies. You, you tend they tend to say the older ones were the best ever, and the ones now are like not as good because they're based or they're they're made based on how those were made back then, right? So this Casa, Casablanca or Blanca, however you say it, um, you know the premise you've seen hundreds of times now, or maybe thousands of times since then. You know the. Um, what happened in this movie? So, you know, again, that's what I thought. I, it was, it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, but I don't know if I would say it was the second best ever either. Um. Anyway. All right, everyone's entitled to what they feel. Stephen, what did you think? Oh, I did want to mention one other thing though, and yeah. If, if our dad actually wa- uh, listens to this podcast, you're the first one that's actually gotten me to watch a movie this old. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's tried numerous times to get me to watch these movies at the house, and Josh and Stephen might be able to attest to the same thing. The same thing for me. Yeah, he'll he'll sit there and he'll put an old movie on, expecting us to sit there and watch it, and we never have. So oh, dude, I hated that as a kid, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, more I, oh, yeah. the, the older I've gotten, the more I just kind of go, you know what? These weren't bad. Like, for their time, yeah. they're pretty great. Like, we've gone past them in, like, what, in, like, visual storytelling and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, they laid the groundwork for that shit, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I can. It's just funny that, you know, he's tried over the years, and the one yeah, thing, the one you thing know, that did it is this. Podcast. We're doing a podcast, and I said, "Okay, I'll watch it." So, yeah. The uh, one thing I will say about this movie is the story 
isn't that great, but with like the setting of this movie makes it a much more interesting movie. Cause I mean, like the uh, Laszlo's like a dude that used to be in a concentration camp. He got out. Ilsa thought he was dead. Like, Sam is doing his own thing in Casablanca. Stuff is just kind of happening, and it takes it from, like, a, oh, a guy is still not over his ex-lady, and then she shows up, and then so does his current, or or her current dude, and then he's kind of mad about that, but then by the end of it, it turns things around kind of thing. That by itself would be just kind of boring, but in this setting and with what's going on in it, it takes it from like a two to like a nine, <laughs> just based on did, that. Like, did anyone else think it was weird when they kissed? Though, did they seem awkward when they kissed? Yeah, each other? It, seemed, yeah. it seemed a little awkward between uh, Bergman and uh, Bogart. There's some. Uh, they they apparently had chemistry, but the problem was is there was uh, some other trivia that I left out. Apparently, um, Humphrey Bogart's wife kept a, kept um, a, accusing him of cheating <laughs> uh, with Ingram Berman throughout this movie. And so, and so it's even though uh, Ingram Berman and Humphrey Bogart barely spoke to each other, his wife would come in before he had had to shoot a scene where they're like, you're cheating on me with her and blah, blah, blah. Aren't you? And oh, it's just, like, oh, and so that, she's like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. What an awkward workplace thing to go on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, uh, there was only like one time that they were together. I think they both wanted out of this movie for some reason. Uh, they weren't happy with all the dialogue. They, I mean, even they didn't really care for the dialogue at the time. And 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 so they were trying to get out of the film, and that's the only time that they were, like, really together. But, like, yeah, his wife kept, like, would go into his dressing room and, like, accuse him of stuff. So poor Humphrey Bogart, he, 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 got, he got yelled at by his wife on a regular basis <laughs> on set. Um. He also had to wear like lifts in his shoes because of the height. So I guess to make him appeal appear taller next to um to Ingram Bergman. Um Josh, have you given your opinion? Uh about what? About the movie? I mean Yeah, you kinda you kind I, of interjected. I recently but... watched the movie like not even like two months ago. I think I was at dad's house and we were watching it. But like I was gonna add uh, something else to the what Jeremy was saying about the old movies with Dad. Like one of the only ones that I actually remember when I was uh, growing up that I actually enjoyed when he forced us to practically watch it. He's like, "Hey, sit down and watch it." I remember because I think it was like all three of us at the time. He put us down and he was like, yeah, watch this movie. It was a movie called The Great Race and it had, uh, I can't even remember half the people that were in it. But like it was one of the first colorized oh, mo- crap old ton of movies people that I watched. Yeah, yeah, there's a shit ton of people in it. But uh, that was like the first one that was like an old timey movie that I actually enjoyed watching. 
And then, uh, what's it called? I think just a couple of months ago, I rewatched Casablanca because I don't remember when the last time I watched it. I think it was always like I caught bits and pieces of it, like mostly the ending part, like when he puts her on the fucking plane and all that shit. But like I just rewatched it again like a couple of months ago. And I was like, yeah, it is a really good movie and it holds up very well, even when they did the and they turned it into HD and all that stuff. And then, of course, Aaron's talking to me while we're in here. Uh, that's for the PS4. Oh, I must have left it in here. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> he, he was adding Destiny on to another console. But, uh, <laughs> uh, see, see, that's what happens when you interrupt this what... podcast. Uh, no, that's what... <laughs> I mean, he could have watched the movie, too. But, no. But, uh, but yeah, like... Uh, Still enjoyed it as much as I did the first time I watched it. So, I mean, there's not so I, much to add. I mean, like, a lot of people end up saying that this is, like, it's always on the top 10 or top 50 movies of all time thing. Where it's, like, this and Godfather 2 and fucking certain other movies like Gone with the Wind, which I, have, I still haven't watched yet. I bought it for, like, five bucks a while ago, but, like, I still haven't watched it. Eventually I will. But, like, it was, like, certain movies that, uh, what's it called? They will always be on the top ten thing. Yeah. But not everybody yeah, will watch. Like Wizard of Oz, right? That was an every year thing because they would play it at one of the holidays. I think it might have been Christmas. Every year Christmas. they played it on TV. So yeah. it was. Grandma and yeah. was playing Christmas Story. Christmas, I think it was. Either Christmas or my birthday. The Wizard of Oz on VHS two years in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah but that's what I'm saying say is like most about this movie. Like, if you have a chance to either see it in black and white or color, watch it in black and white. Right. De- definitely black, a black and white. Movie. And yeah, it like the, makes it, it worse. I do not know why. It's yeah, well, it's, yeah. I, I just I've never seen it in color before. I've always was, seen it in black and white, and I think it makes sense why they had it in black and white for so long that they did too. I mean, granted, because they didn't have color that they could put on TV screens for a long time, but like, still, it makes sense. Why? Like, it makes everything pop more. You could, I definitely think you could yeah. see more on screen. I would agree with too. this movie. The black and white worked because it's just the same it, thing with like when you watch Wizard of Oz when it was made. I think it was made in 1939, right? The the fact that they went from black and white to color made perfect sense in that yeah, movie. Yeah, because it was like, you know, like Kansas was just like drab and dreary yeah and emerald city wouldn't have made any sense yeah if it was black and white like you know so um which is funny because in the book the emerald city's not green no with a a movie right the yellow road they wouldn't have known what the hell that looked like without it actually being in color so it wouldn't yellow brick road oh yeah i'm assuming that and it wouldn't have standed at, uh, stood out like as no, different and, and, too. If and that was just... shown the yellow brick road, and it would have been black and white. You would have been yeah, like, "What it was the just hell?" Like, okay, you're telling me that's <laughs> yellow, so that's yellow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like um, 
when Technicolor was coming out. So the Wizard of Oz. The thing with um, colorization of classic movies, that was like a Ted Turner thing. Um, He went through a phase where he was just like, yeah, re colorizing all these classic movies and not for the best. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Like at the time, too, like I know we talk about Star Wars a lot on our channels, like on all of our podcast things, but it's like fucking when Star Wars first came out. And then you see three different versions of uh, Star Wars now where they took, they changed, uh, like how people talk about how Greedo shot first and stuff like that, where he edited stuff out of it after it came out. Well, well, honestly, I'm, I'm the, like, you know, the only like, thing yeah, like, that movie everything since then, the only thing that move Star Wars needed was them to update maybe the special effects because some of the the shots of the Tie Fighters and stuff you could see the white outline yeah. from the special effect. Get rid of that, but um, this to me this the setting, the color, the colors, um, all of that worked for this movie. Um, I actually do think this is a really great film. I, I, I would clap, put this at the top of my list. I think it deserves a lot of the love it gets. Um, I think it is a good story, but because we look at, we look at it now with 2021 eyes or, you know, our generation, we're all Gen X here. We look at like these older movies, like, Oh, we've seen this story hundreds of times, but when this was made, that wasn't the case. Um, that was like, not, not every story had been done under the sun. So, so that's why um, I think that's why it's so revered in everything. And I actually really enjoyed this film. I, it was something like, cause I said this during the creature from the black lagoon. I said this during um, the, the thing from another world. When we did that one, we like young people, we look at older films as they're old. So they're garbage. Um, because they don't have the special effects, they don't have or that like, they're boring. The you you yeah. watch some movies, like it was like me talking about The Exorcist, like how I was talking about that. I watched The Exorcist like way after I watched a lot of other horror movies. So when I watched The Exorcist, I yeah, thought like, it was boring was because it, now, yeah. like if I would have watched that, I was first talking about, sorry, and then watched other movies, it would have been different. Yeah, but, I was talking yeah. and and was and. I was just What's trying that, to catch Jeremy? a minute. Um, yeah. I was talking to dad about this, or our dad once, about this exact comment. And the one thing that I had mentioned was we're so used to stuff being more, not peanut, what do you call it? Not peanut butter? What is the word I'm looking for? It's not. Entertainment. No, no like now they're, they're trying to find, it's like with horror movies, right? You were kind of alluding to it. They're looking for more realism now and we're used to seeing that mm-hmm. and back then like they couldn't even show a gunshot like when <laughs> you know, no oh yeah watch- like just in the very first scene when the dude is like running away and then they show like him get shot and there was like nothing shown he just like yeah they couldn't the show the they couldn't show the blood they couldn't mm-hmm. show the bullet hole and when they shoot the german at the end of the movie when rick shoots him there's no blood, yeah. so they so a lot of a lot of there's a lot of stricter censorship in these times. So they had to be more creative, and they had to um, they don't they can't show like like 
And you could tell between 1942 and 1968, I believe it was, between Casablanca showing gunshots and George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Um, and you could tell because of the gore they showed in that. And even that was tamed by today's yeah. standards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and so... I still think I think that it's like iconic for the movie that it is. Yeah. But still, I mean that's like one of the main ones that I would say because I can't say that Casablanca is my favorite movie. There's like a shit ton of other movies that I would say is like more of my favorite movies. But well, that's, like, yeah, that's true. That there's a reason why they made this movie and why everybody should at least watch it, especially if you say that you're yeah, a yeah, movie I would agree with that, John. person. Kind of where right? I would... If people love movies, right? You have to watch this movie. It's like you have to watch at least the first two Godfather movies. Should at least watch Scarface. Skip the third one. It's like whole. Well, that's what I'm saying. You should watch the Lord of the Rings movies. It's like certain ones Dude, that you should watch at least. Okay, for Christmas, and holy crap, does it look good! Like the whole trip. Yeah. What were you saying, Brandy? I said you have to watch all three Godfathers. You got to get the whole story. Well, I get, <laughs> I get, get the whole story, but also at the same time, Sofia Coppola is fucking acting in the movie. Well, you know, holy shit! Yeah. It's like they you could have fucking gotten a trained monkey to do her part. Release, or they've already released a re-edited version of Godfather Three. Where they completely took her character out and and, and photoshopped somebody else in that position. <laughs> they deep fake it. So I think Even if they made two Robert De Niro's doing her fucking role, it would be better. <laughs> I can't remember who was originally up for that role. Um, I wanted to say it was Winona Ryder, but I can't. I think I might be thinking of another. I think movie. it was uh, someone like that. It was like Winona. Ryder yeah, but she got sick. Yeah, but they got sick, so they had to pull oh, out like, like last minute, and so <laughs> Sofia Coppola. <laughs> I know of all people, really, really. Hey, you know what? This chick's here. She's never been in a movie before. Let's put her in. <laughs> Isn't she making movies now? Like- yeah, yeah, I think she's a, she's she a director. Has more talent being a director than she is. A yeah, apparently she's a pretty good, good director. She's yeah, just she's a terrible <laughs> She's done decent movies, but yeah. fuck, man. It was mm-hmm. was it Runona Ryder? Yeah, because that's I think that's why she got the part in Dracula uh, yeah, to make it up she had to the nervous everyone. collapse. Was, I think that might have been around the time that she yeah. had the uh, shoplifting stuff. Well, this was part three. Was what in the nineties? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the nineties. Yeah, I, I think I never saw. I have to be honest with you. I'm really a bad cinephile because I have never seen the Godfather movies. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I, know. I talk about this shit. I'm not so. surprised, dude. That just means that we're gonna. Have we'll to, have to um, create a, a podcast, podcast on our mobster movies yeah. or something. Yeah. Or, what the? We're what gonna, the? Fuck, we're man. gonna have to. <laughs> I have. There's. You know what? There's a. There is. There is one. There is actually a mobster movie I do want to watch, and I do have a copy of it somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do the. Uh, oh, my brain just shut down. Maybe there's a work on <laughs> your phone. <laughs> stuff, I was going to say the next film. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah, no, we could do that. Is, like, the, is yeah. filling in the blank of every movie you need to see before you die. Boom. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that, and that's but, a dope thing. That that would be a good idea. I mean, like yeah, we could end up talking about and, all and sorts really of damn fucking movies then. That, that some of us I, haven't seen, and talk about why we love them and shit. Totally, that'll be the next one. Oh, Dude, I'm so intrigued. I can't. For that I can't. Re- I'm trying to think of the movie now because I. Uh, it's got like Mickey, not Mickey Rourke. Um, maybe. What are you talking it's, about? It's the John first. Hand or something? No, it's from the 30s. Mickey Rourke, then. Oh, from, no. from no. the 30s? What the fuck? Are you talking about? Good God. It was one of the, it was the movie that caused, it's the, it's the movie that caused the censorship, uh, last censorship, but, um, like censor, yeah, the censorship, it's, it's the first major movie you, you come across. It's where you meet the gangster and the, uh, Great movie ride. Hang on. Hang on. Give me one I'm second. Uh-huh. Gangster movies. <laughs> like in the 30s. Googling. In- <laughs> so, intensify. Um, intensify. The Public Enemy. The Public Enemy. That's um, a gangster movie for, that I've been wanting to see. <laughs> I don't and know. There's so, way too many gangster movies that I love. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on fucking gangster So there we go. Um, one other thing. And, and we and, could even add like... Sorry, one other yeah, thing in regards to this we, movie, and, and I'm comparing it to even now, is I don't know if you guys noticed it, but why is it that they can't figure out how to make it look realistic when somebody's driving in a car on a set? <laughs> they don't they can barely do that they when they're doing it and i don't know okay i'm gonna while they're sitting in a little tiny <laughs> thing that's bobbing back and forth dude oh, and, hey uh, okay i've got to mention this shit while we're talking about it because you're mentioning this the one thing that I'm going to mainly shit on for 1984's Wonder, or Wonder Woman 1984 is the whole point where I know why they did it when they got in the Invisijet I'll do air quotes I, 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 I love invisible plane you see how they are in the plane at first when they're pulling away but then as soon as they're in there they're sitting right next to each other I know why that they did it that way while they're sitting next to each other that way they get them both in the frame but it's still anybody with the brain would be like no that's not how planes work especially a fighter jet it does not work well like that. they they do have a fighter jet that has side-by-side seating that, that there is a real oh, plane yeah but like when you show <laughs> The jet that they're standing on, where she's behind him, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm chilling right next to you. Come on, man. Dude, and that's my nitpick that, for it. You know, that we're talking about, about the cars. I can't remember it where now. it's black. Because your rant Oh, sorry, my bad. I just had to. It seems like some no, days I just no, shit on movies. Like... I was going to make a point, and then you made me lose it. Oh, well, it was mostly Jeremy talking about how uh, they don't do anything oh, good in cars oh, like when it comes to... They, know they, they don't make it look realistic. It does not look realistic. Movies, <laughs> TV shows that you guys, once I tell you, you will notice it in everything you see. And that is this. 
Look at a car in every movie you ever see and look at the people in the back seat. You know why you can see them? Because they took the fucking headrests out. Because they t- <laughs> And you will notice that. <laughs> yeah. They, they take the headrest and, um, and then when they show the car, they show them driving in the car and they're rear projecting the, the city scene on the back of the, the, the screen behind behind them and then you got like the grips on the side with like long poles like shaking the car to make it look like it's going down the road that's what i would say you know the car was the issue but they also did the same thing when they were like in rooms like you could tell the city behind them and the windows was fake they've gotten better at that now because Mm -hmm. they're doing matte paintings filming oh yeah they're they're yeah especially old movies like that they would do a whole movie in the same room (laughs) yeah um they would it's i know you know it's a sign of the times i mean the car because that hasn't even been fixed today oh dude Yeah, they no, it still looks really terrible fit. today. Unless they actually do like real like, stunts in the movie, still like that's the only thing yeah. is if they actually yeah, but you can do tell on TV the that they don't. Like when yeah. you watch have a you TV sitcom and they go that they have yeah. for filming a car while it's moving, that shit costs like two hundred and fifty thousand per car. Well, it costs them a bunch just to end up having a fucking like, car, obviously. Okay. I mean, most cars, (laughs) it's all CGI, Michael Bay. I mean, they can't Michael Bay everything. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. They only have a certain amount of budget. I'm just saying you would think that at this point, after however many years that they would figure out a way and they haven't. So it's, it's kind of funny. That's the one thing that I don't know if they've, that I can point out to older movies compared to now that they've not fixed. Like, it isn't even really better. It still looks kind of the same way. Yeah, it's probably or just tried to fix. Really, like this works. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, well, that was the only. Yeah, that's the only effect mm-hmm. that kind of takes you out of the movie, though. To me, well, anyway. It's kind of like how most movies like follow a certain formula all of the time. It's like, especially if it's a romantic comedy, it's always like, "Hey, they meet each other, they date for like ninety-five percent of the movie, and then one percent is and them breaking up, and then they're like, no oh, 'Oh, you're an idiot! I gotta go chase after this dude, and then they kiss, and then it's over.' It's <laughs> like they do that all the time." <laughs> You just described every romantic comedy ever made. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Most movies don't try to do anything different. Like, I mean, at least the premise with, will be a little bit different. But they at least with Casablanca, back. at least with Casablanca, Rick didn't get the girl. He he sent her off with his well, with her husband. At least it was just follow a certain path, and they don't try to deviate. I like it when there's certain movies that try to do experimental shit in their movies, and then it's like, <laughs> hey, hey, this movie, we're going to follow the same path. And then people like spend Dude, like I think $60 million dollars watching the movie. romantic comedy, though, and I've only seen a very few of these, and Brandy could probably attest because she's a girl, she's probably seen more of them than me. But uh, when, when, we'll when, see. When there is a type of romantic comedy. <laughs> Anytime Where, Matthew like, McConaughey they, is the, in the, the movie. The two people seem like they're going to get to, uh, together, and at the very end, they don't. I'm always like, what the fuck was the point of this movie at all? 
there there was a character arc and then they jumped into the ocean. What the shit was this? <laughs> uh, that Dude, while you say that, I got to mention Friday Night Lights. I'm going to shit on that for a minute. Right? We talk about inspirational movies. The movie, right? the movie or the show? Well, it started off with the movie, right? Because you think yeah. sports movies are about, like, especially true story ones, right? It's about the story of them being the, the best team for that year or whatever, like fucking Hoosiers or some shit, right? But Friday Night Lights does this whole season where it's them fucking going through this thing, and then they lose. Then, at the very end, they sit there and they mention, oh, yeah, the next year then they won. I was like, that? why didn't they show why that? Show that? <laughs> why didn't they, why didn't didn't they show, they show that? The year they won. The first movie, he lost to Apollo Creed at the end, and in an epilogue, like, screen, it just says, oh, then the next time he fought Oh, yeah, Apollo and then the Creed next won. year he beat what? him. There's no but but the thing, well, at least the thing about the first Rocky movie, at least at least with the first Rocky movie that he lost, he lost and on points, but he proved there. himself, and that was like, the whole point of the movie. Like if they, if there was no yeah, and that <laughs> do you, movie do you, the screen at the very end of of Rocky one, you'd be like, what the shit is this? So why didn't you make that movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, you make that's, inspirational shit. That's first. what you don't that, make it. That's fucking, that's why I kind of. I mean, dude. <laughs> at least at least to circle it back to the movie we were discussing. <laughs> at least this didn't fall into any of those tropes. Um, <laughs> this is before those tropes were tropes. So you got to give it that. You got to give Casablanca the fact that it's not tropey, um, and you, as tropey. Um, as say Friday Night Lights or something like that, or Varsity Blues, or every Matthew McConaughey romantic comedy, um, right. like up- How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days comes to mind just because uh, that movie was crap. Great. Or the Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. That movie, or, which or hold on, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones. Days of Views. No, not really. No, that no. was an awesome. Wait, Varsity. Wait, you didn't like Varsity Blues, Brandy? No. What? Okay. No. I no, said... Not on the oh, fucking damn! I think I told you story before, but the first time I saw Varsity Blues, I actually didn't see, like, the second half of the movie because I was making out with my girlfriend at the time. You had a girlfriend? Steven Hey, but you walked into it, Stephen. Yeah, like. All right, so you were making out. Did you get to first base or second base? Uh, we don't need that. That's not important. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I didn't the first for like another year, I think. So I was like, oh, that's how it ends. That's and Twitter drinks beer. I don't want your laugh. Your laugh. I, I can't even do the super country. Or if it, or if you're uh, watching, um, if you're watching, uh, not another team movie. I don't want your wife. But at least you know, with some of these older movies, these these tropes are they're not 
tropes yet so they haven't like yeah they were you just know, doing the movies to the, be the, movies yeah they were just than, writing like, movies that's the, and that's why i say that you should at least watch this one and then it's like i recommend maltese falcon too it's like certain movies you should at least watch once even if you fucking hate it or you find it boring yeah, you should at least watch it to be like yeah, like you got like especially if you say like you're a movie file or whatever they call it or cinephile or whatever. Cinephile. When you say that you watch a shit ton of movies and then you talk to some, like I've had conversations with people where they were like, I've never seen Wizard of Oz or The Christmas Story. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Like, they show it every year, practically. <laughs> How the fuck? The Christmas Story has a 24 movie? hour marathon on, on TNT every year. Every year. seen that shit. Accidentally, <laughs> it was just fucking, oh, what the fuck is this movie? Or Grease. I gotta say Grease, too. I've like, seen oh, Grease, but, but this might make, uh, this might piss some people off. Oh, I did Greece not care for Greece. Hey, are you sure you didn't watch Greece too? <laughs> yeah, I did sure not like Greece. His girlfriend to at the end of Fever Dream, where they fly in a fucking car. Like, what the hell is this? Well, somebody was talking about that. Supposedly, she like uh, there's a theory out that she died, and that's why they're this doing is, that yeah, whole thing. Like she made up everything that was at the, the high summer, school. and the whole movie is like her hallucination about. Them being beat back up. Yeah, I um, I think Casablanca is a move. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Joe's like, I don't want to talk just, about Greece anymore. <laughs> I do not You're like Greece. Um, when we were in band and we had to watch hot takes, everybody. Hot takes. Not liking no. Greece. I was, I was the only one on the bus who didn't like that movie. I mean, the color guard sang it all the time. I. Th- yeah, and I was on the color guard bus. So. That's why you hated it. That's why you don't like it. <laughs> no, I just never liked it. It's like um, me and Dumb and Dumber. I, I can't stand I that Dumb movie. and Dumber. I, oh, that movie's mostly, stupid. Mostly because people used to play it all the time. It's like Christmas Story. I can't watch Christmas Story anymore. I can't watch the Christmas Story anymore. That's my favorite Christmas movie. No, I understand. I, I, I would much rather watch the Santa Claus, though. Like I, Santa Claus uh, no. I watch all those, too. <laughs> you mean... When they read the Santa Claus, where they had to edit out the line about the one nine hundred number, because you know Disney. Yeah, of course Disney. <laughs> well, it was a Disney movie to begin with, and then they're like, "Oh, maybe we should cut that out." <laughs> well, it's like this... they got rid of Song of the South or whatever. Right. So I mean, and, and... that movie doesn't controversial. exist. <laughs> controversial. Yeah, it's not going to be Flash Mountain anymore, right? Yeah, but. No, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna become a yeah, princess in the frog theme. <laughs> I don't I mean it well, makes the, sense the, to change it though, but still well I understand theming and stuff like that because you know but the thing to me is is not everyone knows that that's from Song of the South. Um no and to me honestly, it doesn't really fit the land because it's in frontier yeah. land and now, if they changed it in Disneyland, oh yeah, they, they could probably it make it more. They, they could probably make it make more sense because in Disneyland, there's a New Orleans Square, and so since that movie takes place in New Orleans, then you know it makes sense. But anyway, we're getting off. We're getting well, off topic. I just have to mention if they ever got <laughs> rid of Haunted Mansion, I would riot. I'd be like, sorry, no, Wait. burning it down. No, no, no I'm just saying. No. 
That'd be like kind of like the day the music died if they got rid of Haunted Mansion. But um, bring it over to my house and just set it up there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Don't get rid of the only ride I like at Magic Kingdom, except for uh, the Carousel of Progress. (laughs) Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I've only ridden Space Mountain like three times, yeah, and I've only done Splash Mountain once. This whole episode now, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're gonna have to edit out the last hour, but um, but the thing with circling back to the movie because we get off tangent a lot in our podcast, as you probably heard, Brandy listening to the past because we like talking and then we get tangents. Um, right. Like Josh said, Casablanca is a movie I think everyone needs to see once. It should be on everyone's bucket list for movies. Um, and that I, I honestly have never seen Citizen Kane. I probably should watch it well, because it's supposed you, to be know, the greatest film ever made. On I know we're still talking about Casablanca, but I just noticed Barry Lyndon was on fucking HBO Max, so I might have to check that bitch out. Because I've watched like maybe three or four Stanley Kubrick movies, but I haven't watched all of them. Like the what's it called? The uh, Stop the Atomic Bomb one, whatever that's called. And then Barry Doctor Strange Love and how to, oh uh, yeah, Doctor, that's Doctor Strange Love. Like, those and I can't two remember are, like, the main ones that I haven't seen oh, from him. I've seen Clockwork Orange and a bunch of other ones. Yeah. But I was like, damn, I might have to watch those now. I actually kind of want to see a Clockwork Orange, but I'm not a big oh, Stanley yeah. Kubrick fan. Dude, People I think love I'm... Clockwork Orange, man. But I mean, but I read we'll the be book doing the shining. Stuff, so. uh, the I mean, Aaron hates it, but yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that shit. I love that damn movie. I'm, I'm, I like damn. that movie. I remember watching that growing up. Because you know, like your parents made you all watch those old movies too, and maybe it's a generation thing. Because my mom tried to get us to watch that stuff too. Like she'd be watching like um, the Thin Man. My mom was a big fan of the Thin Man series of movies. Uh, of course, we all watched "It's a I Wonderful Life." <laughs> on, like, uh, I don't I like that movie. <laughs> I don't like it. Just something about... <laughs> uh, yeah, me. me, I, me no, I'm just. Let's just say I was glad it was an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> I did. I didn't like that. But if you do watch it, "It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life," watch it in black and white. Don't watch the colorized version. Oh, in fact, never. Never watch the colorized version any, of any black yeah, and white movie. Any of the movies <laughs> never watch black and white first. Just watch it in black and white. Um, just period. And yeah, just watch it in black and white. Don't don't give Ted Turner the uh, justification that he was right <laughs> to do what he did back in the eighties and nineties it, when he was it, you know, out it, destroying like cinema. Got it because basically for everyone, when he colorized a movie, he was able to get the trademark for it. So he get. For a bunch of films that he didn't actually. Yeah, so it was all about rights. It's just some, some shit. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's how like that's how like Ted. I mean, well, you know, he's. It's smart, but I'm. I just I don't know. I I like the I liked watching Casablanca in black and white because when when you watch Casablanca like a movie like when I first saw Psycho in blu-ray when i used to own it on blu-ray i don't know why i don't have it on blu-ray anymore i think it was when i was moving i thinned out a lot of my movie collection but anyway psycho in hd looks amazing and some of these old black and white films when they clean them up look so good in high definition like when we watched it on hbo max we were watching it in hd 
and you could tell how crisp it was. Um, and so like, cause even back then the film quality that they use, the film stock, it's, it's a lot better than what our TVs were able to show back, back then, back in the fifties and sixties, but even up until like, you know, HD, HD was a thing. So like, so just so they could clean it up, they, you know, it looks, everything pops. Like y'all said, when you watched it, things popped out in the black and white. And I think that was because of the HD cleanup. Because I think it's easier when, to clean it up. Can you guys hear that? And, it being black and white. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, I'm I just hoping my mic doesn't I haven't pick heard up anything. the damn I mean, uh, car that's underneath our apartment. It shakes the whole freaking thing. And I can hear it in the hear headphones. That's why I was making sure you guys could no, I mean I hear Brandy in the background going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but everything popped. Um, I think I think the tra- the transfer to HD looks really really good. Again, this is a movie, and I'm going to repeat myself a hundred times. You all know I do. This is a movie that you should see. It should be on everyone's list to see at least once in their life. Um, I think as uh, our generation, and something we should pass on to our kids is. Something our parents probably tried to pass on to us and we didn't listen, but we should probably, uh, and that's one reason I started Sci-Fi Graveyard to talk about some of these old sci-fi films and even, you know, some newer ones. Because all this, especially these older films, they're going to get lost and they're going to get, eventually they're not going to be around anymore. Like, do we know if they still have the original negatives? Casablanca because a I lot of film stock. They probably have it. I think these are. Yeah, yeah you have to preserve them. Yeah. Because uh, I read that earlier, actually. This is it's probably the Film Society or some shit, like wherever they have. So if it's what? If you have, have you heard of the Ozzy and Jack's World Tour? The National so, Film Registry. That's what I was saying. I have so not. it's in the Library okay. of Congress. Right. Well, they also have a bunker. I forgot what state it's in. It's deep in a mountain um, here in the. Oh, that has a bunch of the negatives. Got all kinds of stuff, movies and photos and music and, I mean, pretty much anything they could get their hands on. Mm -hmm. They have it stored in that bunker for that very reason for preservation. And Jack, gets, Jack takes Ozzy there because some of Ozzy's stuff is preserved in there. Well, yeah, I mean, because stuff like that's important because there's so many films that have been, been lost to time because they haven't preserved oh, yeah, them. They haven't been. There. It's like it's they crazy. talk about yeah when they talk about certain wrestling matches. Like even oh, fuck, I forgot the name of the match. There was a few. That was on WWE Network where they said that they found the footage somewhere. They thought that it was lost. It was some cage match that happened, and they couldn't find the footage for the longest time. And then they looked in their vault, and then they surprisingly found it. So then they like, added it to the network. Look at look at um, look at Doctor like, Who. How many? Yeah, how many episodes are lost because of their policy? Those are really neat. I saw a bunch of those over like uh yeah, and I well, think it was like last Christmas because they did like a full Doctor Who, 
like from the beginning thing. I think it was last year, and like a lot of those animated episodes are really neat. Like, because they lost a lot of the second Doctor stories, and I think a lot of the first Doctor stories. Oh yeah, like when I was yeah. when they had it on Netflix ages ago. This was before they added it somewhere else. I think it's, it might be on Amazon or something that, where they added them all. But at the time, they had them all on Netflix, and there was, like, huge sections where it was, like, three or four movies with the first Doctor, and then it went immediately to the second one. Yeah, because, yeah, like, a lot of the old episodes are gone. And so, and so like, film preservation is really important. I think as we get older, if we share the love of cinema and storytelling through film to like the kids and stuff and get them interested. Like our parents tried because my mom watched this stuff too. And I wouldn't give it the time of day because it wasn't Star Trek. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, we thought it was, it was no, we thought it was boring, hey, but you know, what, <laughs> but okay, you well, I am speaking for me, like, me uh, and them. Um, I like old movies. I, um, well, like, I as I've gotten older, I've appreciated, like, older cinema. I still don't like 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I will die upon that hill. Maybe we'll create <laughs> Even though a people give me their books when I say it. Out of all the films that, that are on the, in the National Film Registry, there's a sh- ton of them. The 100. Yeah. 12 Angry Yeah, there I mean, is. There's, there's that a was, shit ton. Like, like people... I... I actually own a copy of 12 Angry Men. I have it on DVD. Um, I found that thrifting. I remember that was one of the first main ones when I was in high school that I ended up watching. Henry Fonda from that, right? That, like, Wraith of Wrath, Mm -hmm. I think. I watched Wraith of... Yeah. um, I watched... Yeah, he's in 12 Angry Men. I watched Grapes of Wrath in high school as well. That was something... I don't know. Brandy, did you watch it? We all went to Choctaw except for Jeremy. So... Um, I did not. Okay, we had to watch it. I had to watch it. I I can't remember which. Uh, obviously, it was English class. Or... Apparently, I didn't have that English teacher. <laughs> well, Miss, we we watched Grapes of Wrath. Um, in Mister, uh, what's it? Rushing's class, he made us read instead of like one of the only times I read a book that no one else had talked about was we read Maya Angelou's like life story. Um, I know why the cage bird sings and that's, and a lot of people are like, what? Cause they never read that book in high school. Cause they always read like, you know, Lord of the flies or something else. Oh yeah. But, like any of the other ones like Beowulf or some shit. And in English and Mrs. Avanchek, she oh, had us read the great Gatsby man. and she made us watch the original oh, movie. I fucking hate that movie. The movie I and the book. Did not like, I did not like. Crash. I didn't like the book. I didn't like either one. <laughs> well, I and and I didn't watch the remake. Like, like, why in the fuck are you remaking this movie? Fuck. And that's sake. why. And that's why I was saying earlier before we started, like the actual podcast, like this no, movie perfect. does not need to be remade ever, Casablanca, because no. it, it it it's perfect the way it is. <laughs> and if anyone remakes it, they're just going to ruin it. Like, well, it's um, like when they remade Psycho and, was, and they and did a shop for shop thing, and then everyone was like, "This is it trash." It's like the same thing. It was trash, and I was actually thinking about that earlier. Like when they redid Psycho, it was garbage. I mean, nothing against Vince Vaughn being Norman Bates, 
or Gus Van Sant for I mean, obviously he was just copying uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Almost said, almost said Hitler because we're talking about a movie with Nazis. But interesting. Do a shot for shot. Yeah, they make and then expect anybody to give a crap. And I'm like, no, nothing. Yeah, there was like it was. I tried. I remember I bought that on VHS to watch it. And I'm like, oh, I wasted my money. <laughs> oh my god! For sh- uh, yeah, because I like because I like the original Psycho, and when and this was before you know when DVDs were still like uber expensive, so <sighs> I didn't you know buy it on DVD, and before I had a DVD player, and it was just like I don't want them to remake this movie, and there was talks about making a sequel to this that they that fell through. Um, and some of the trivia that I read, and I'm, I hope they never make a true uh, sequel to this movie because I, a sequ- you can't the movie there it doesn't need a follow up. Yeah. Everyone's story there's there's no more story left to tell for the characters. Yeah. Um, they they reached where they needed to be in their lives, and I will say one thing I I always thought that the line this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, I never knew that that was the last line of the film, because you know you always hear the quotes, but yeah, that was the last line of the film, and I always thought they said, "Here's looking at you, kid," in the airport scene, but that movie's like that. That lines in that movie like what twenty times, something like that. And so it's like I was like, okay, I thought he said it once when they're doing their big goodbye, but no, he said he, he, he says it to her like. Five six, yeah. yeah Andy, uh, Andy calls her kid throughout the movie, so, so that's um, something unexpected. So impactful, but it turns out it was just drilled in your head. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it's and I'm not hating. And then of course you know the misquotes of play it again, Sam, and stuff like that. Um, that's. Which you know, I don't know always, how in the hell you misquote some of these movies. It's yeah. like, especially if you've seen it like more than once. Who in the hell came up with like some of these misquotes? It's like where in the did were you even watching the movie? <laughs> and then it got traction and and shit for Star Wars and a bunch of other movies has had it right where it's a bunch yeah, of different movies. Yeah, it's like he says. Everyone says no. I'm. He's like. Luke, I'm your father, and no. that's not the right line. It's it's not what he says. I, no, I am your father. It's not true. It's impossible. Look inside yourself, and you know it to be true. No, it makes me want to watch it again. <laughs> one, of be- one of the best sequels ever made. I think I think uh, I think what I love about Empire Strikes the most. Is that episode of The Simpsons where they talk about Homer took Marge to see the movie and he's walking out the theater and he's like, I can't believe Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. And there's like a whole Dude, lot of I people waiting to see it. One of the greatest, like, not like trying not to spoil the ending type of things that they did in that movie was that line when he says that the guy that actually said it to Mark Hamill said no Obi-Wan killed your father and everybody was like what? 
and then in the in the actual movie, he he says that <laughs> I am your father, and people lost their shit because even the crew didn't know. <laughs> so I was like, "That's pretty so, great." You guys, since we're talking about since we're talking that's about like, Star Wars now, that's, that's cool. No, we're all over the place. Um, that is cool. I don't know. <laughs> we switch gears. You know, it seems like in every podcast I mention Star Wars or we get in the topic. If you want to watch oh, that movie, least least one. Just the best one. way to watch it is at the symphony with the live um, orchestra playing the music while you're watching it. I've seen Star Wars. I'm waiting to when awesome. we get through all this. That COVID. would be awesome. Empire Strikes Back to actually be shown that way. Um, and I'll take eight because you probably have seen on my Facebook. Well, those, you know, most of you anyways, Brandy, you haven't obviously, but, um, I've posted pictures. pictures I send her screenshots just to keep her updated. Watch the, uh, the first one. So, um, when they do the second one, I definitely will watch. But I suggest I... if you watch that again, do it that way because it's awesome seeing it. the The score is incredible, and hearing it live is just even better than that. So, anyway, I've, I I kind of feel that way. It would be cool to see like it would be cool to see this on the big screen. And sometimes some theaters, when I worked at the Rave before they got bought out by AMC, the they would show. <laughs> Yeah, I used to work at the rave back in the day. But the rave, the rave, the rave ain't even uh, there now. No, it's, it got bought by AMC. Mm-hmm. But um, she, uh, the rave, for a while would show yeah, like old like, movies during the summer, and one of them was like Night of the Living Dead. Um, but it sucked. It sucked because I was always working, so I never got to go see. Because it was like you pay like five bucks and you go yeah, see this right. classic uh, movie and then it comes with like a small drink and small popcorn called, they call it, it was just cinema. yeah and basically it's like one night a week where you where they do i think it's like saturdays in the middle of the day and they just they they put out like a uh like a monthly schedule and, and you you can just show up and buy a ticket and watch an old movie like uh they they had for christmas they uh, last year, of course, it wasn't this year because of COVID. That they had like it was Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, uh, and a couple other movies that were all themed around Christmas. And I was like, that is super dope. So, but I missed being able to see Christmas Vacation in the theater. But that was gonna be cool. It, I, I think it'd be cool if they did Casablanca in theaters. It sounds like one of those things that. Um, I want to say Fandango. Is it them that? Not them. Um, Yeah, Fandango. I'm I'm pronouncing it like the rest of Fabrice. What's the? No, the Fashion Police. (laughs) Tyler Breeze, Breezango. That's what I was trying to say. it's what's it is yeah it's something or fandom fandom events i think is what it's called they 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 sometimes do old movies and it would be cool if they did if they did this i would definitely go see it and because they've done like star trek 2 and seeing star trek 2 on the big screen was really cool 
Of course, you know, I've seen Clue on the big screen a couple times when they've done special events for Clue. Um, Yeah. That would, yes, that would be awesome. And so if they do something like that with Casablanca, like it's next anniversary. To see all the Indiana that, Jones. Actually, 2022. The only one I saw on the big screen is they did, they released uh, Raiders and IMAX. And so that would be cool if they did something like that with this. Not not IMAX, because I don't think the ratios would be right. Be but if they'd put this like, on the big screen, that you just uh, it'd be so cool to see Casablanca on like, the big screen. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just like larger than life movies. In theaters. They need to be like epic when you see them. That's why some people get those 70-inch damn TV screens or 85-inch TV screens and just make a movie theater in their own place. You need a lot of money for that, but still. What were you about to say, Brandy? I said, I I think the uh, the theater out in Miramar in Grand Boulevard, I think they do a classic night. Do a classic night? Mm -hmm. That That would be awesome. And I just Suds and Cinema. I got to go see Jaws. Oh, that would be cool to see Jaws on the big screen as well. Oh, that would be so cool. I saw Raiders, thankfully, because when I worked at the Rave, I saw a lot of free movies. Uh, <laughs> obviously, oh, right? But but I like but I got to see Raiders and IMAX, which is really cool. Um, I didn't get to. I kind of wanted to see Titanic because they did it in 3D, but I never got the chance. Um, I got to see the 3D version of um, Beauty and the Beast from Disney on the big screen, and that was really cool. Um, so seeing some of that stuff was really cool, and and I would like to see some of these more older movies, like the Maltese Falcon, Casablanca, Citizen Kane. It would be cool if they did that. I know some places do do this with these films, yeah. But it would be it would I'm be sure cooler if it AMC was do them a lot. Actually, I know that yeah. at one point they were doing the what's it called? It was like a five a five cent thing or something where they were doing a movie. Yeah, a movie well, when they five when cents they or some shit like the whole back fully, the they're movies. gonna have to do a so lot of stuff. Play like play when they were out here, um, last year or earlier last oh, yeah. year when they opened back up again, they were actually doing private parties where you can get 20 tickets for $99 and you can rent out the whole auditorium and watch. Yes, they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're, going to have to do something to bring people back. Um, It kind of sucks that movie theaters are becoming like a dying art. Because... you knew as soon as they were going to do shit digital that they were going to do that shit anyway. I know, but there's some movies, like, there's some movies that are worth it to see it on the big screen. Like, um, some movies just need that big screen feeling where you're sitting in the chair and it's kind of like the first time you see, like, a Star Destroyer come over your head or the Enterprise come on screen. It takes yeah, up that huge 100-foot screen that's on the wall. You, it's, it's, you just saw the it's, thing that I just you, saw. Well, the funny thing is, is I was telling you guys, and I don't know if I explained this fully, but it could ultimately help the theaters that this happened because they can negotiate different contracts now. They don't have to pay as much for the movie. Yeah, to actually, if it's like, oh, you're streaming because, it and you're because it to us. I would negotiate that yeah, they're allowing people to stream it at home, so I'm not going to pay as much. So. Yeah. 
then it could fall downstream and that they don't have to charge as much for consumption oh, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then everything yeah, would be a bit cheaper instead of like fucking paying a leg for shit. And that's why people always give me crap because I do buy concessions at the theater. And that's because theaters, they don't make anything off. That's how they make their money is off the concessions because they won't make any money off a movie until the movie's like in its third or fourth week. And by then, still try the movie's the already movie made tickets, the majority like, of the money you know, it's going to make. I was explaining to Josh and, that when um, they were streaming those movies, the brand new ones for 20 bucks, right? Well, each ticket out here is 18 <laughs> for for an adult. So so to flip in, for me to watch the movie oh for goodness. only 20 at home oh, for bitch. my whole family to watch it, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that every day of the week. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, but... you only go to the theater mm-hmm. for like the 10th ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, and I, where they're doing the $5 yeah. Tuesdays, that's when I go most of the time. Yeah. Is when they, they have the tickets for five bucks. And if I'm taking more than one, but I do the A-list thing with AMC where I get the free, three free a month or whatever, three free a week or whatever it is. And uh, they don't bill me right now, obviously, because the theater's closed. But still, when the initial, like, I get mine for free. My wife's is, 18 the kids are like 12 right so i got two kids one adult that's you know what 42 dollars just for the movie ticket <laughs> so when they yeah. have the movie at home where i can rent it for 20 dollars yep i'm yeah, gonna do that that's instead. An easy like you do the math yeah. on that you're like uh yeah <laughs> yeah because i can Popcorn in my microwave. Yeah. I can buy the dollar popcorn at yeah, the, the only... candy at the store. And you can fucking we... pause the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever you need the, to. But I was just shocked just that it took so long for them to do it. But I think it's because of the contracts yeah, they had with the theater. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it's because of the contracts and. Um, and this might be this might be something that changes the landscape. I just don't want theaters to go completely the away because I love going to the theater. And so you wouldn't have anybody coming into your place yeah. if it wasn't for our movies. It's also the theaters are able to go. You wouldn't have anybody paying to see your movies if you didn't have our theaters to fucking show them, man. And that's yeah, where I'm that's definitely not paying thirty bucks for me to watch Mulan. Yeah, I'm not paying when thirty bucks for Mulan. And when it was like three months later, yeah, you can watch on, it for free like, on yeah, Disney Plus. Was like, okay, I'll yeah, wait. that was. I'll wait the four months. Well, you see, they slightly like, changed no, it. Yeah. Like, okay. I think after oh, okay, Mulan, what yeah. Soul came out for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Such a good movie. And, if you guys have, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, because it failed. And definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. Which one, Artemis or, Fowl or Soul? Probably. I need to watch Soul. Artemis Fowl was okay. Right. I mean, like it like, had a, it was very flawed. I don't flawed. mean like, oh no, like uh, things that happened in the thing didn't it didn't pan out the way I expected them to in my head. No, they completely changed the story. So they might as well have not called it Artemis Fowl. 
hate when they do that crap. Oh, but, yeah, as we do. Um, wow, time. we've really gotten off topic yeah. here. Now we're in- well, I mean, there was only so much that we could <laughs> so talk we about with Calvin. So, it happens every But I wanted to say first, but I think what this what, go up to you. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. The loss. I mean, I've, I've said it, but I just wanted to say it in the podcast. Thank you. And yep, that's what the podcast agree. was yeah, about, so I just wanted to say it um, here. Yeah, the one like kind of non sci well non sci fi movie that we're talking you know, about I on this podcast. But I mean the podcast on worth occasion, it. but I knew I'd because I mean I know your grandma. Like we used to at like on multiple occasions and like I wouldn't yeah, you met my grandma. the cars that I had back in the day if not for your grandma. So like it's one of those things like like she was awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> I had to do this at least in some part because of her. So it, it. yeah, it's it's it it really sucks because she did she helped she had a big hand in raising us as kids, um, even into our teenage years. You know, with everything going on, um, and so it's just like it's. I know she's like my grandma, so when I say it's it's kind of like losing a parent, but it's like. It's kind of like losing a parent. I know that may sound weird because well, she is my grandparent. It's not weird. But it's kind of like no, no, it's kind of like like people have been raised by their grandma. So like, yeah, raised I, by people that ain't even related to them. So I mean, like yeah. It so is she's, it is. whenever you're super close to somebody and you lose them, it's like yeah, a big deal for you if you were super close to them. You know? Yeah, and it was it was like it was like losing like my mom. You know, which I almost also did this year or this last year. And so it's been really rough um, with everything. So I thank you all for caring and giving your wishes. This is why I wanted to do Casablanca. Like I said, I have no idea what my grandma's favorite movie was. Cause we, the, when we watched <laughs> Casablanca, we talked a lot about Robert Osborne, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, he was on Turner classic movies. He was also the, on the great movie ride. He became, the narrator until it closed and he was also back in the 80s and 90s he was on the movie channel and so that's how i know him is from the movie channel but my grandma you know he's been around for decades so we would talk about we talked about robert osborne in um this movie so um i wanted to do this for her i mean i actually wanted to do this before she passed just because i was thinking about her so i wanted to do something that reminded me of my grandma and then to hear that she passed only a few days after hearing she had COVID-19. So with that being said, please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Please social distance if you can. Yes, I know the virus won't drop dead at six feet um, and kill over and die. It doesn't die at 10 o'clock when everything shuts down for the night. But if if you could do the little things to help you and your neighbors, that would be awesome for all those listening. Um, also, I know this is a tough time for everybody. As you know, lately I've been ending the podcast with these three words of advice. A lot of people are going through depression and anxiety right now. I am one of those people. Uh, we need to erase the social stigma of depression and anxiety, especially um, with, with every gender, but men, it's a, with men, it's, yeah, but men, it's also a big, it's a big social stigma. 
But uh, just remember three things, everybody. You're not alone. You're not crazy. And secrets make you sick. So you have to have at least one person in your life you can talk to. Please talk to them. Um, if you haven't met them yet, <laughs> then you will meet them and then you'll have someone to talk to. Uh, groups are a great thing to get involved with. Finding a passion, finding things you enjoy. But also you really do need that person you can talk to. And even if you have to get therapy or something. And and therapy is great. Um, I met a lot of good people that way in group therapy. What, what, I won't what be ashamed to say that. Um, it's been awesome. If, if people are ta- if people that are doing it talk about it, then that stigma starts to go. The away. stigma, like. They- so we need it to go away. Um, and people look at people like to think people with depression and stuff are crazy. It's it's not crazy. You can't help the imbalance of chemicals in your brain. Um, you can't help the past experiences that have made you feel the way you feel, um, the types of abuse you've endured or the, the life that you have. Uh, but you can reach out and you can seek help, whether that help is medication, whether that help is talking to someone. So please, in this time, please do that. Um, from everyone at the Heart of Geek and our special guest today, uh, Brandy, I want to thank you all for listening. This was a long, our longest podcast because um, we got super off tangent. But I'll be honest with you, the talk was good. So that's why I let it continue. Um, even as the host, I should have wrapped it around. But I let it go because I just enjoyed the talk and I love movies. So yep. anytime we can talk about a good movie. And if that good movie sparks a conversation about another good movie, then let it happen. So from everyone from Sci-Fi Graveyard and The Heart of Geek, I want to wish you all good a good night. Good night, everyone. And thank you for listening. So if everyone wants to say good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Thank you all. Hi, this is Joseph Ganger. Thanking you for listening to the latest episode of the Sci-Fi Graveyard podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and Twitter at The Heart of Geek. We are also on Twitch as Heart of Geek. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. And if you like what you hear... Please subscribe, like, and share, and don't forget to leave a comment or make a request. Again, thank you for listening and have a great day.